Good evening. I'm glad that you made it. And just to make sure some of you have candles, we have maybe a few left. If you came early, we didn't get those out right away. We realize there's a lot of people coming, so hopefully we have candles. If you don't have one, you can sneak out, grab one. And we encourage you not to have the little ones hold the candles when they're lit or even now, because when I was a kid, it was a disaster. We had those like Coke bottles made out of wax. I would chew on them and I would never mind. All right. Well, it is good to gather together, is it not? Look around. We are here to celebrate Jesus. Amen? It's a birthday party. And we are so glad that you are here to celebrate with us. Let me open up with a word of prayer. Then we'll sing some songs, all right? Join me in a word of prayer. Father God, I do thank you for this evening. Around this world, people are celebrating you, Jesus. And there's something special about tonight for us that we can gather together and sing Christmas carols, hear from the Word, hear the beauty of Christ. And I pray that we will be reminded tonight of your great love and what Christmas is all about. Lord, I pray a blessing over this time that we have together. I pray a blessing over each of these families that are gathered here. We celebrate you, Jesus. Tonight is about you. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Stand if you are able to. Thank you. 
Well, it's Christmas time. And I thought about this week, it's a time of a lot of contrast and differences. Here's a few of them I was thinking of. Handwriting notes and stamping them and mailing them. How many did that already, right? You had to do that like a week ago. Or how many, the contrast is, a quick Facebook tomorrow. Merry Christmas, everyone, right? That's going to be our family. Daily Advent calendars for a month. How many do that? Every day, you're good. The kids are waiting. We've got chocolate in ours, so that's what kind of gets them going. Compared to counting seconds before gifts can be open. Fresh trim trees down the road from here in Barron County to those artificial ones from China. Yeah. Finding large homes with friends and family compared to tiny gingerbread homes filled with frosting and fingerprints. Delicious Christmas cookies compared to gross green olives. Who likes olives? Oh, I'm just oh. Dark, smooth coffee compared to thick like motor oil eggnog. <laughs> Huge meals, all fresh, ready tomorrow, compared to weeks of leftovers. Pickle on a tree, anybody have that? Anybody who a pickle on? It's a German tradition, okay, yep. Compared to the star or angel on top of the tree. Children with excitement compared to 
some family tears this year with some of you remembering the loss of a loved one that's not with you. Wrapping presents and wrapping your arms around someone in a hug. Ugly sweaters compared to the beauty of reading Luke chapter 2. In fact, that's why we're here tonight. Luke chapter 2. That's what Christmas is all about. In fact, I learned that from Scripture, but you can also learn that from Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown says, Isn't anyone who knows what Christmas is about? And Linus. Sure, Charlie Brown, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Amen? The birth of Jesus also has some remarkable contrast as I was looking through Scripture thinking about it. The lowliness of the birth of the King of Kings. The small, humble town in contrast to the large, oppressive Roman Empire. From a heavenly throne to a place reserved just for animals. At his birth, proclamations were sent not to the kings or the rich and powerful. Instead, that night, lowly shepherds watching, they got the proclamations. A new baby born so that we could have new spiritual birth. Or as James Montgomery Boyce says it like this, he had an earthly mother so that we might have a heavenly father. He became subject so we might be free. He left his glory to give us glory. He was poor that we might be rich. He was hunted by Herod that we might be delivered from the grasp of Satan. A child, this child that laid in a manger was the Messiah, the long-awaited one, Savior. And much is spoken about in the Old Testament by the prophets about this child. In fact, all of history was pointing to this great moment when the Savior would come. So let's hear from one of those Old Testament prophets hearing the great contrast also that happened during Christmas. A great darkness. People were in darkness. And if you could hear from the passage that our church has been looking at recently for this Advent series out of Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Darkness is there. And there's this contrast between darkness and light. And for these people, darkness was there in this passage because of two reasons. Number one, the enemy casted a shadow upon the land and the people. The Assyrians were there, and they were going to be taken into captivity, and they were being oppressed by other countries. In fact, verse 4 says, the rod of their oppressor is there. But darkness also isn't just from outside. Darkness is coming from inside. Darkness is also there because of their corrupt hearts. Chapter 5 out of Isaiah, verse 20. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, 
who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. The people have rejected God and not trusted him, darkness in their hearts. Yet God will not let them stay in the darkness. There's hope, the hope of Christmas. Verse 3 says this, You have enlarged the nation and the increase of their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice before the harvest. As warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. A new future is coming. Oh, there's darkness. And even reading this passage, I think of what we have around us today. Darkness is all around us. But there is a hope. Rejoice because slavery and oppressors will be removed. Let's stand and sing our next song. In fact, we've got hymnals for you. Grab a hymnal. We'll let you know what song number that is. You can go ahead and turn to number 170. Joy to the world. Darkness is not fun. In fact, when I was a little boy, I had a problem. One of my problems was sleepwalking. Gladly, I don't do that anymore. At least my wife hasn't told me that yet. But I would sleepwalk, and one time I came down and started folding laundry with my mom and went back to bed, and she was like, what is wrong with my son? She was hoping I'd do that more often, but it didn't happen. In fact, one time I was on a camping trip with a 
Christian-like Boy Scout Club called Royal Rangers. We call it Royal Strangers. And somehow in the middle of the night I woke up. I must have had to go to the bathroom. And I ended up stepping on a branch or something sharp in the middle of the woods that woke me up. And I was around darkness. I was scared. I needed to find the light. In Isaiah, we hear a voice of hope that breaks through the darkness. A coming of a new king. Though there is great darkness, there is also a great light coming. Again, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. The people are walking in darkness, have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a great light has dawned. Light in the Old Testament talks about a few things, speaks of God's presence, His blessing, and also His revelation. And that is greatly seen in the verse that we as a church have been looking at this last month. Verse 6. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Who is this child? Well, it's Jesus Christ, the Messiah. So tonight I light the Christ candle. As we think about the beauty of Christ and what He has done, He has broke through the darkness that we have around us and brought light to us. John chapter 3. If you've got a Bible, turn to it. It's a great chapter. John chapter 3. There's this discussion that he has with a very smart religious man, Nicodemus. And Nicodemus finds him kind of secretly, and they have this discussion because Nicodemus has some questions. John chapter 3, starting with verse 19. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people have loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into light in fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. We've all grown up in darkness. Our hearts have, just like in the Old Testament, darkness. But God has reached through the darkness and brought us light. The light has come, and it is Jesus, the one we celebrate tonight. He is the light of the world. In fact, John chapter 8, verse 12 says this. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't walk in darkness because you'll have light that leads to life. When the light of Christ shines, darkness is exposed in two areas. Light penetrates and exposes the world's darkness that we see all around us. Those who reject the light are guilty because it's exposed. Their evil deeds are exposed. And the world loves darkness. Not only do they love darkness, but they also hate light, as this passage said. 
They refuse to go near it because it exposes their wrongdoings. In a sin-sick world, it's made obvious around us their choice against God and the rejection to embrace darkness in their thoughts and practice. Light also does another thing. It exposes our own sinfulness. Not just that around us, but our own sinfulness. Our fallen humanity has always fooled itself thinking, oh, our good deeds will be good enough for God. But truly, our good deeds are not. Our pleasure-seeking motives, our self-centered nature are placed into the light of God and we are exposed. As we've learned at church, within our hearts, we all have this Grinch. And we need the light of Christ to come and fill us. You cannot be neutral. Some of you might be thinking, oh, you know what? I'm here. This is great. I'll just kind of be in the middle. You cannot be neutral when it comes to light and darkness. You must trust in God. If you do not believe, you are in darkness. Don't run from the light. Turn to Christ. This is what Christmas is all about. Let me read a couple of verses that are before what I just read. John chapter 3, 16 through 18. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through Him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. See, the world will continue to reject the light. They're prone to darkness. But Christ has come to give us life. The promise of Christianity centers around that. We must turn to Him to find life. Our sinful humanity desires something else but because of God's great love, He sent His Son. In the light and darkness contrast and conflict, light will always win. I like out of the same book, John here, it says this. John 1, verse 5. Light shines in the darkness, and darkness can never extinguish it. You know, this is just a simple candle, a symbol to show us Christ. This candle will go out. We could burn it. It will go down. That will go up. But the light of true Christ will never be extinguished. The true gospel of Jesus Christ giving eternal life is available for those who are in darkness. God loves us so much that He gave the greatest gift. Christmas. More than we can comprehend. Christmas is about Christ. And this Christmas faith that we have, we don't deny the darkness. It's all around us. But we have a light within us. And that's Christ. A powerful light that will never be overcome. Whenever the darkness is, know that you have a hope. Christ is your hope. And tonight, maybe you have a darkness that you brought with you. Maybe you're going through a sorrow that's overwhelming. Turn to Christ, the greatest gift ever given. 
please know that there is a light more powerful than any darkness around us. And that light will never be overcome. The light we have will dispel the darkness. And I encourage you, be a light. What we're going to do right now is we're going to just kind of close this time that we have together by lighting candles. I'm going to light a candle. I'm going to go and just light a few of you up in front. And then if you could kind of let that light go to the people behind you and let the light go back. Be careful. Hold the candles upright as much as you can. Children, be careful. That's a real flame. But I want you to know this. It is good to be together and celebrate the contrast that I once had in my life. Darkness. But now I have a hope and a light and a life found in Christ. He is the light of the world. So we're going to sing these two last songs. I'm going to light this candle. I'm going to go around and some of you up in front, hold your candles out and I'll light those. As we get this light from Christ, remember, He is the hope of Christmas and let your light shine to those around. Stand and sing with us. Thank you.
I'm so glad there's a light brighter than anything we can imagine. And that light gives us life, and that light is Christ. And we who have Him in our lives, we have a hope and a love that will not let us go. And that's what today is about, tomorrow's about, and the next day, and the next day. Every day is about the beauty of Christ. And I encourage you, just as this candle has a light, Go and be a light to this dying world who desperately needs truth, love, and light. Let me close with a prayer. Thanks for worshiping with us for this short little service we have together. I know some of you have family stuff going on. Some kids are anxious to get to the next thing. It's good to celebrate together. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, I thank you that before the creation of the world, you knew and you had a plan. You knew that we would fail, that we would be prone to darkness, and that our sinful hearts would give in all the time. And Lord, you appointed Christ to be the Messiah, your Son, the Holy One. And He took on flesh and that's what we're celebrating this christmas eve and christmas morning tomorrow a birthday of the messiah the long-awaited savior prophesied by the prophets spoken of in every old testament book pointing to the beauty of jesus a light and jesus you said you are the light of the world and lord we have this light within us may we not hide it under a bushel or anything, may we set it on a hill. May we boldly show the world the beauty and the hope found in you. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for worshiping with us. Take your time as you leave. You can take your candles. We have a, a bin out there. You can put them on the trays there. Be careful when you blow it out. You don't blow the wax across to your neighbor. God bless you. Thanks for worshiping with us. Love incarnate, love divine